0: Good morning church. We continue this morning about the goodness of God. The goodness of God. The title of today is Good Father, Good Son. Amen. I want to first and foremost uh, appreciate the couple that read our Bible passage this morning from First Peter chapter 5 verse 1 to 10. I just want to highlight some few things there. In verse 3, Little Pass said, But being example of the flock, this is to the elders. That Bible passage is for the elders and the flock. And when the chief shepherd, that is Jesus Christ, appear that we will receive the crown that will never fade away. To the leaders and elders of the church, whatever you are doing, in the name of Jesus, the good job that you are doing, keep doing it. Because you will surely get reward. And it's a crown that will not fade away. And the word of God said, Humble yourself therefore under God's mighty hand. We want to humble before man, but we want to humble before God. That is very, very important. When we humble ourselves before God, he will pick us up and lift us up. Amen. Verse 7 said, Cast all your burden, anxiety, on Jesus, because He cares for you. I know almost all of us pray. You pray, I know. And I pray. But when you pray and you bring all your challenges, all your troubles before Jesus, what do you do? You went away and still complaining. You didn't believe. At times we take our body to Jesus and we pick it up again. So we've done nothing. You take all your baggage You say, God, help me, help me. By the time you you, you get up, you just did not receive it. Even though God wants to help you. I pray at the end of today's service, God will help every one of us to know how to go to him, put everything at his feet. In Jesus' name, amen. We are one to be alert and sober of mind. Like I said, when we hear somebody sober, we think of somebody who has been an alcoholic. No. You don't have to be alcoholic to be sober. We are talking of sober of mind. You have been doing what is not right. You have been sinful life. You need to be sober. Why should you need to? It said, your enemy, the devil, prowl around like a rowing lion looking for who to devour. The devil is roaming around Like a wounded lion looking for who to devour. How is your faith in God? How is your spirit? Are you standing firm? Because the devil is going around and is trying to shake you. He wants to shake you. (laughs) (sighs) Verse 9 says, I'm I'm going to read a Bible passage I did not read in for service. As I was sitting down there, Holy Spirit was saying, no, I need to read it. It's part of my list that I have, but I didn't read it. I can see the light of God in you guys. I can see many people. We have holy people here. Uh, I can see. And God will continue to help you. God will help me as well. The problem that most Christians have Or maybe we have been told that the day we got born again, all problem is gone. No. Jesus Christ said, in this world, we will have trouble. There's trouble in the world. Guess what? We are living in this world. But it didn't stop there. He said we should take heart. Because him, Jesus, has overcome. So we too will overcome. Positive. You just have to trust in him. Let's open to the book of Luke chapter 22. As I was sitting down there, it just came to me as, as you share it. It's for somebody, maybe for all of us. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32. I read, Simon, Simon. Jesus was calling Simon Peter. When somebody calls you two, twice or three times, you know there is trouble here. Jesus said, Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to sift you, sift all of you as a wit. But I pray for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail and when you have turned back, strengthen your brethren. Satan has decided to tempt Simon Peter. I want us to understand this. Simon was with Jesus very close to Jesus, working with him. And Jesus was telling Simon that Satan has decided to have you. When he comes, he will swift you like a wheat. Do you know what swift like a wheat means? Oh, yeah. A wit. I know I've done this before, growing up, before all this technology, this day they just put everything in the machine, just come out. There is a tray that is like a a tray. So when you put a wheat on it, you rub it on that tray. Those chaff will be coming down and you will have the pure wheat, okay? You rub it and rub it. That is what Satan wants to do with Simon Peter. But listen, Jesus Christ said, I have prayed for you. I always ask myself, Jesus, why don't you pray for Peter that Satan will not even come near him? Yeah, I don't want Satan to come to me. I don't know about you. I don't want Satan around me. But Jesus said, I have strengthened you. I pray today There's somebody here, I know, that you are going through a lot of stress and you are asking why. Why this? Why that? I know that Jesus is still praying for every one of us today as we speak. He's at the right hand of our Heavenly Father. Satan may try, but Satan will not win in Jesus' name. We have been given the power and the authority to speak to our situation and turn it around. Let me tell you, you cannot stop Satan from coming to you. You don't want to hear that. I don't care how holy you are. You cannot stop Satan from coming to you. Satan came to Jesus when Jesus was fasting. Excuse me? Does Satan have God? He came to Jesus. If Satan can come to tempt Jesus when he was fasting, he was in the Spirit. Do you think Satan cannot come to you? It can. But here is it. You have the power to tell Satan, the devil, to say, get out of here. Satan, I am the child of the Most High God. Hallelujah. That was what Jesus Christ said. He said, Satan, get away from me. So I'm talking to somebody. I'm saying it again. Be bold and call on the name of Jesus and speak to your situation. Hallelujah. Speak to your situation and let it fly off. We will get here this morning. I just want to quickly say that. I would like to say thank you to Pastor Alji. I want to appreciate him for giving me the opportunity to stand before you to share the word of God with you. I know pastors, bishops, reverends, that they always hold on to the pulpit as if it is their personal property and limits people from hearing from others. So it's good we hear from different areas. Thank you, Pastor Aljay. I know God is using you and God will continue to use you. I pray for the elders of the church. May God continue to use you. The choir, thank you for bringing those uh, spirit-filled worship songs. One of their words is, I know the darkness. I got a feeling the darkness will not last forever. Positive. The darkness cannot last forever. It only lasts for a short while. What the darkness needs is the light of God. And it disappears. I pray that light of God will increase in you in Jesus' name. A little bit about myself. I was born in a city, a very busy city called Lagos in Nigeria, West Africa. I grew up with my parents attending Anglican church. And I, don't, I can't remember if I really loved going to church then. I just follow my parents anyway. I loved some of the things they do in church. At times, church was boring because I didn't know what I was doing. As time goes on, I get... Uh, involved to be a jehovah witness and i when i look back those time at the age of eight now i go to defend us knocking the door, say i'm bringing the good news i get so much involved in jehovah witness that i want to i aspire to go higher the more i get higher i was arrested and god called me out because some of the teaching just you know i, I, I agree with what i believe the bible was saying anyway I left. When I left, I went through a situation where, that I call my own wilderness, because I couldn't fit into any church. I try and try around. I couldn't fit into any church, because of the teaching I have received. And I pray and I pray and I pray. Um, one of the time I was praying and fasting, I will tell you my experience. I actually prayed, God, this is, this is funny, okay? I prayed that, God, I'm tired, I want to worship you. If you want me to continue to go to be a Jehovah's Witness, send a Jehovah's Witness to come and preach to me today. And if not, send the Pentecostal Church to come and preach to me. Very interesting. Before that, nobody have knocked my door to come and preach the the word of God to me. And that very Sunday, somebody came from Pentecostal Church to come and knock my door and preach to me. I said, hallelujah. In the afternoon, somebody from Jewish Witness came and preached to me. I said, God, what is this now? (laughs) I was confused. And you know what I did? I said, God, I don't have answer. But now I know better. I'm supposed to go and look what is it they have told me. I'm supposed to pray. Because Satan is there to confuse people. But what is the content? The Bible says by their fruit will we will know them. But believe me, I can't remember what they told me then. Because I just gave up. I say, hey! But let's get closer to God and God will lead us. Finally, God led me. I'm now in Pentecostal church and believe in praising God and say hallelujah, amen. amen. To fast forward, I became born again in 1996. I give my life to God. I said, God, just lead me. And since then, I've committed all my life to God, doing many things, churches, planting, and everything from South Africa. I was in South Africa then. I moved to Saskatchewan, still doing the will of God. And now I'm here. When I came here, I said I have retire. I was trying to hide. But well, Pastor J picked me up and said, "Hey, you, I need you. I said, Excuse me, but anyway, I'm here. <laughs> the God be the glory." <laughs> so I, I joined WCF in two thousand and nineteen with my family. Thank you, my wife, for um, coming along with me. When I came, I, I, I remember. I can't remember the month. I'm so sorry. I don't keep date. Some people will tell you exact date and time and minutes. I I just don't keep those times. So I was walking down, and the Holy Spirit just came to me and said, this is the church I want you to be. I said, wow. I felt the presence of God. I felt peace of God. And guess what? I said, this is where I'm going to be because God said so. A few months later, almost within a year, then there was some hiccups and turbulence in the church and I say, hey, 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 God, what's going on here? You asked me to be here. God, what should I do? I said, stay here. And he gave me what to pray for. What I was asking God for was not the answer he gave me. But you know what? Who am I? God knows everything. So I have to say, God, thank you. I'm staying here. I keep praying for some source. And God asked me, God literally told me, don't find out what is going on just keep praying and I kept praying. So I'm here today. I'm in front of you and I pray that God will use me mightily to minister to you. Hallelujah. Now we are starting our service. just starting now. Let me see. I don't want to take too much time. King David in his wisdom recognized God and Said the love of God is it, forever and ever. God never fail. The goodness of God never fail. The goodness of God will never fail. And it is there all the time. Lamentation. Chapter 3, verse 21, 20, 21 to 23 said, The steadfast love of the Lord never cease. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. There is a song like that. But I want you to know, God's love is there. You may not feel it. You may think you are not receiving it. God's love is there. If you feel God has failed you, it's not because God has failed. God never failed. It's either you fail God or you fail yourself. You know how people fail themselves? God speaks to you and you just ignore it. just do not go. You fail God when you take your eyes off Him. I like this. When you take your eyes off God, are failing God because you are taking that trust that he wants from you. He has taken it away. You are taking it away. Matthew chapter 14. Sorry, this is not part of the script I gave you guys. Matthew chapter 14. I will read from. I want to shorten. Okay, verse 28. Okay, what happened here? Peter And other disciples, they were in a boat in the middle of the sea. And Jesus was not with them. Jesus let them go ahead. And there was turbulence. And they were so much afraid. They didn't know what to do. They look around. They can't see Jesus. I don't know if they really know how to pray in the Holy Spirit by then. But all of a sudden, they saw somebody coming, walking on water. Human beings don't work on water. You can try it. You want to go and walk in the sea? And see what happened to you? But they saw a human being walking on water. They were afraid. I won't blame them. I will be afraid. Who is that? And you are not sinking. But there is a man in the boat called Pira. Verse 28. He said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to walk on water with you. And Jesus answered, Come, he said. Then Peter get down out of the boat, walk on the water, and came towards Jesus. What a faith! I'm asking myself, Will I have that faith? Jesus, if you let me walk on water, what if I jump in the water and boom, boom, I don't know how to swim? (laughs) It takes a lot of faith. But Peter stepped out, and guess what? He walked on water. On top, he didn't sink. This is what called supernatural power. Like I said in first service, when you are filled with the Spirit, God will suspend the supernatural power. Uh, sorry, God will suspend the law of nature. Amen. God will suspend it for you if you are filled with the Spirit. The law of nature, when you walk on water, sorry, you are going down. I'm not talking about swimming, Okay swimming you can swim use your energy but when you walk you are standing like me on top of water jesus did it and peter actually did it as well at the command of jesus but something happened verse 30 but when he saw the wind he was afraid and began to sing and cry out lord save me what did peter saw wind problem of life and he was started sinking. I was saying, if I, if I were Jesus, I will let him drink about two gallons of water before I lift him up. <laughs> How dare you take your eyes off me, Jesus. But Jesus did not do that. Jesus, it's not me. He grabbed him. He didn't let him even taste a spoon of water. I can say, you, Peter, you took your eye off me. Okay, go back, drink one gallon. Are you okay now? Okay. Now, don't do that again. Don't take your eyes off me. But Jesus did not do that. He said, "You of little faith." Where I'm going here? There are other people in the boat. It was not only Peter; it was the only one that stepped out in faith. But Jesus still said, "You of little faith." So God, Jesus wants that our faith to be so big and huge, not tiny bits of faith. He wanted to be a big faith, without doubt. Let's believe the Lord, and we'll see what He will do. Amen. Oh, I'm running out of time now. Okay, sorry, my habit. <laughs> okay, um, I will quickly go to this. What King David said? He said, "Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good." Psalm 13, 135, verse 1 to 3. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Can you say that? His love endures forever. His love. Hello. I think I'm making somebody sleep here. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Hallelujah. Some people are waking up there. Give thanks to God of God for his love. Is forever. Give thanks to the Lord of love for his love. Is the goodness of God is forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time, right? And all the time he is good. Let's go to the book of John chapter 3, verse uh, verse 3, 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, I like that, whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Jesus is there. God gave us Jesus for everyone. It does not matter who you are, tall, short, big, shrink, black, yellow, green, white, I don't care. The love of God is there. Christ is there for every one of you. Whether you are a sinner, you are a saint, whatever you think you are, God has given Christ to die for every one of us, including you that you are hearing me. Jesus died for you. The sad news is this. It's not everybody that would benefit from the death of Jesus. It's not everybody because the Bible said, Whosoever believes in him, do you believe? Yeah, it reads. If you believe, then it's there for you. The goodness of God is for you. Matthew 11, verse uh, 28, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30 said, Come to me, all you who are weary and hardened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle, humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. Amen. Jesus Christ in John chapter 10 verse 11 said, I am the good shepherd. I wanted to underline those words. Good shepherd. Not a bad one. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Hallelujah. Jesus laid down his heart. The good Jesus laid down his life for you and me. Amen. Before I go on, I want us to establish one principle here. The first principle is this. Good is good. Right? Good is good. And it is good to be good. And good is cool. Amen. I will say it again. Good is good. It is good to be good. And good is cool. Amen. Now, let's take the opposite. Bad is bad. It is bad to be bad. And bad is not cool. Bad is not cool. I know in the world people are saying being bad is cool. No, they've twisted it around. I know growing up, I like Michael Jackson, that I say, I'm bad. I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. I'm not bad anymore. I sang that song, but no, 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 no. Sorry. Bad is bad, bad is not cool. <laughs> We are going to look at good father, good son. Let's open, we'll go to John 10:10. 10, 10. I like John 10:10. 10, 10. John 10:10. 10, 10. Please don't forget that chapter. John 10:10, 10, 10, and I read from NIV version. Say, the thief, who is the thief? It's Satan. The devil. The thief comes only, listen to this: only to steal and kill and destroy. He has Satan has no any other business with you than to steal, kill, and destroy. He's a pretender. He will pretend as if he loves you. He can give you some good stuff, but he will take it back. But Jesus Christ said, I have come that they may have life, you and me may have life, and have it to the fullest. Hallelujah. Who are you going to choose? Satan or Jesus? I will choose Jesus because I want to have life and I want to have it to the fullest. I don't want to be destroyed. I don't want my stuff to be stolen. I don't want to be destroyed by Satan. Okay. Now remember, good is good. Bad is bad. Uh, We have good father. Good father is our almighty God, Jehovah Yahweh. The I am that I am. The beginning and the end. He loves us even from the beginning. Before you are formed in your mother's womb. God have loved you and shown his love. When we fall through Adam and Eve, God has been there and he restores back. It's God. It's constant. The goodness of God is what? It's constant. All the time. It does not matter where you are, where you find yourself. The goodness of God is constant. Okay, now, bad, a good child also can be variable. I I have to go fast here. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. God was saying, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, where is God's people? You and me. You are called by his name. You are created in his own image. Don't get it wrong. You are created in the image of the most high God. And God said, you are his son. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be opened and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in, offer in this place. Whatever you are going through, Whatever classification you can put yourself, you are bad, you are good, I'm not good enough, I'm terrible, I'm good, I'm the best. I'm, whatever you say, whatever you think you are, and some people even think, I don't deserve the goodness of God. I've done so many bad things, I don't deserve. No, you are, you, the devil is lying to you. If my people who are come by my name will humble, humble yourself. Humble yourself and pray and seek his face, and it will be there for you. Look at uh, the people of Nineveh. When God saw, sent Jonah, the book of Jonah, chapter 4, verse 2, God sent Jonah to Nineveh because he wants them to repent. He didn't want to destroy them. Even though they have done a lot of havoc, they are full of sin. And when Jonah went, they repented. Look at what Jonah said in the book of Jonah chapter four verse two, he said, "He prayed to the Lord. Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home, that that is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarash. I knew look, look at what John was telling God. Uh, Jonah, Jonah was telling God. He said, "I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God." slow to anger, and abundance in love, God will relent from sending calamity. God doesn't like to send calamity. It make way for you. It does not matter. God will make ways for you. Amen. Can I hear amen? God will make ways for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We need to say amen and wake somebody up if they are sleeping. When when we come to God, it will make ways for, for us. Now, I told you God is a good God, good father and is constant. but there is another bad father that is Satan, devil. we read it in John 10:10 10, 10, that he has come to kill to destroy uh, example example of bad son is Goliath Goliath um, Goliath just was mocking the children of God and was not ready to repent. And you know what happened to him. God put him to shame by sending David, the little boy, that killed Goliath with a little stone. Just one stone. It was over for him. I want you to know, the wicked one can easily fall in the hand of God if they don't repent. So whatever you are, you need to repent. Amen. Whatever you think you have done wrong, you need to repent. And don't count down. Don't listen to the devil. He's a destroyer. He's a liar and father of all liars by telling you, you have gone too far. You cannot go back. No. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, and you are one of the whosoever we accept him, we have eternal life. And Jesus Christ said in John 10.10 that I have come to give life and give it in abundance. You can have your life back. Amen. Let's go to this diagram. Let's see the first diagram. Yeah. I have a diagram here that I want us to go through. Yes. Good father, good son. I want to appreciate WCF family and I know most of you have been good you are good people you are doing good stuff good job I know people are involved in worship downtown mission going you are good you are good and I know that even myself I've done a lot of good stuff I'm good I'm good we have good people here praise the Lord we have good people you are good you are good okay we have good people you are not bad and if there's anybody here that is bad please join us join the good people of God amen Jesus Christ said I am the good shepherd Jesus is good right Jesus is a good God I want us to look at this diagram good father I, I, will, I will run through those Bible passage I will not waste time give birth to a good son the first good son is Christ Jesus. He laid down his life for us. And through Christ, we have been adopted, the children of God. We are also children of God. God have no grandchild. We are all children of God. Amen. Provided you accept him, okay? You have to accept him. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 says, For God, for God so loved the world... No. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female. The key word here: we are created in the image of God. You are created in the image of God. When you stand in front of your mirror in the bathroom, when you look at yourself, you need to reaffirm that I am the image of God. Whenever I remember that, I just keep smiling. I'm the image of God. Even if you tell me I'm ugly, I just smile. I'm not ugly. I'm not ugly. I'm I'm, I'm a handsome guy. I'm sorry if you don't see that in me. I am. And I'm looking at you guys, you are beautiful, you are handsome. If somebody tells you you are ugly, don't listen to them. You are the image of God. In verse 31, Genesis chapter 1, God saw all that he has made and it was Very good. You are a very good creature of God. I'm affirming that to you. You are beautifully made, wonderfully crafted in your mother's womb. I don't know how ugly people look like. Because God don't make ugly people. And tell Satan that I'm not ugly. I'm beautiful. I'm wonderfully made. I'm the work of God. After God has made this beautiful creation, that is you and me, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, God blessed them and said to them, "Be fruitful and increase in number. God has blessed you. Amen. God has blessed you. I just receive it. God I received a blessing. And God said. It's a command. Be fruitful and increase in number. It's a command. Be fruitful. If you cannot be fruitful, God will not tell you to be fruitful. I promise you. If you are unable to be fruitful, God will not tell you to be fruitful. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 said, For I know the plan I have for you. God is talking to you. God is talking to you. He's talking to me. But I want you to focus on yourself. For I know the plan I have for you, declare the Lord. Plan to prosper you and not to harm you. Plan to give you hope and a future. Receive that. I "I receive it. Can somebody say, Father, I receive your plan for me. I want you to receive it. God has commissioned us to be fruitful. But I told you, when God, when God created us, he gave us freedom. Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 19. This day I call the heaven and the earth as witness against you that I have set you, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cause. Now choose life. Now choose what? You have a choice. WCF, you have a choice to choose. But choose life. How do you choose life? Through the cross. The cross is there. That cross was shared on the the cross of Calvary. Look at it. You choose life. You are a good son. Good people. I have good news for you. Your goodness is not good enough to fetch you your salvation. That doesn't mean you should stop doing good. Your goodness, I can print certificate of goodness and give it to every one of you. Thank you being good. Uh, What what have you done? You have done this, take certificate of goodness, goodness. I can distribute it, but that will not take you to heaven. As a Christian, our focus is what? Heaven. The crown. Amen. So we go through Christ Jesus, the cross, to the Heavenly Father, talk to Him, and then we receive back from Heavenly Father. When you do this, then you are becoming righteous before God, because God will put you right. Amen. John 14, verse 6. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. And when you go to the Father, Jesus was saying in John chapter 15, verse 4 to 6, Jesus said that, remain in me, I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So when you go to the Father, you remain. You have to remain in Christ. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Remember John 10:10, 10, 10, that Jesus has come to give life and give it to Hello. Oh, I think I've not been preaching this morning. John 10:10, 10, 10, I have come to give life and to give it to to the fullest. Hello. Should I go home and sleep? <laughs> Christ has come to give life and give us to the fullest. So, But we have to remain in him. We have to remain in him. The book of Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Let me tell you how powerful the name of Jesus is. The name of Jesus has been lifted up above every other name in heavenly places, on earth, and even under the ground or in the sea. The name of Jesus, that's how powerful it is. And the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every tongue must confess that he is Lord. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Maybe you don't know what, what that means. When a knee bow, it means that knee have surrender. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. I don't know, maybe the Jesus that I know, at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. You you need to start speaking it out. We are going to speak it today. Good man, I appreciate you. But you need God to become a righteous man. Righteous man before God is in a good place. King David said in the book of Psalms, chapter 35, verse 25, said, I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous man forsaken or their children beg for bread. You will not be forsaken if you are right with God. So what are we waiting for? There's a little challenge when you are a righteous man. You know the challenge? The devil is jealous. He's very jealous of you because you are in the right path. The devil is jealous of you, righteous people. You know what he did to, to Job? He went to God. He said, have you seen... Have you, yeah, I know. He's worshipping you because you gave him everything. The devil is jealous. The devil is jealous, but you have to remain in Christ Jesus. Because you will always, I guarantee you, you will always overcome. Life is not always easy. Challenges will come. Trouble will come. But you will overcome. Amen. 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 Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they overcame. Joseph, my favorite in the Bible, was sold by his brother. He never, he never for once blamed God. He overcame and became, from prison, he went up to the second in command. This is the power of the Most High God. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord. We will not allow the thief, Satan, to steal from us. Who will not allow him to kill or destroy what is ours? Lord Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody that is hearing me today that they will be one with you as Christ is one with you. Amen. Let's talk about the we we are we are rounding up now. Book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 7 to 22, the story of the rich man and the kingdom of God. I'm reading. As Jesus started on his, on his way, a man ran up to him. It, it must be serious for him. He ran and fell on his knee before Jesus. He said, Good teacher, I ask, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Good teacher, what must I do? And Jesus answered, Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. Wow. No one is good. Good people of WCF? Did you hear that? I'm sorry. I will keep my certificate of good, good, good man. <laughs> no one is good apart from God Almighty. Why did Jesus say this? I will not read. You can read it. You can read the remaining. Um, when Jesus was telling him this, this man is a rich man. He has everything. Jesus Christ said, nobody is good. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And Jesus is also telling him, nobody is good apart from God. What does that mean? Is is it contradictory? Does he want to confuse us? No. This man has an ulterior motive. What he wants, he wants to make it to heaven. And you want to prove to Jesus that he's been good. So he came to say, hey, good Jesus, good Jesus. Jesus can read your mind. God can read your mind even before you come. Okay, so Jesus said, keep quiet. Nobody is good apart from God. Your goodness will give you self-righteousness. But when you come to God and you humble yourself... You have what we call God-righteousness. We want God-righteous people, not self-righteous. Amen. It's good to be good. Good is good and good is cool. Cool people, be good. But you need God-goodness in your life. Through Christ Jesus. Amen. You need to be righteous. And when you are righteous, the devil is jealous. So you need to go to the next level. Can somebody say next level? next level? We need to go to the next level. That next level is the fun part. You need to fly. <laughs> like Peter, I took courage. Look at that plane. I love airplane. But every time I go in the airplane, I always say, God, Heavenly Father, my life is in your heart. <laughs> my, my heart is in your hand. When I see those hostesses say, buckle off, bad. I say, thank you. If this plane drop for 15,000 height, I'm so sorry, this belt will not save me. He's God. Amen. But something about good about the plane I'm talking to you today, if you have ever stand next to a plane, you were just small. You are small as the, the plane is high, as like tall as this building, that plane. And when you look around, you have some skyscrapers like 10 um, story, 20 story building. Stand next to that 10 story building. You will look small. You may look like a grasshopper because you are so small, tiny. But when you are in the plane and the plane starts going, I'm relating it this, that you have been filled with the Spirit of God. When you go deeper in the Word of God, you tap the resources from God with humility, you trust His Word and you talk to Him. You go deeper, it will take you higher. Amen. When you go deeper, it will take you higher. You keep going deeper, you pray and fasting, God will take you higher. When you are in the plane, the plane starts going at a higher speed. You buckle up, you are ready to go. When the plane starts going to about 500 or 400 kilometers per hour, that humongous plane that has almost 500 people in it, it turns its wings and it's being lifted up. When you surrender to Christ, you will be lifted up. That lifting up, I've been in the plane. If you are there, just look, keep looking down through the window. You will see those mighty buildings that you saw that you are like grasshopper next to. They started getting smaller. They started getting smaller as the plane keep going higher. They started getting smaller. That when you deep go deeper in the Word of God, you've been lifted up in the Spirit, and your problems that you are seeing that look humongous that you look like a grasshopper next to those problems start looking like grasshopper when you are going up. Amen. The reverse is the case. God reverses what we see. Some people say sin is believing, right? When you see, you believe. But when you go in the Spirit, you believe what you don't see. That is greater than what you can see. Hallelujah. I want every one of us to start going deeper in the Word of God and then go higher in the Spirit. You will see the problem that we are facing the problem will not go away, but it becomes nothing because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say, go deeper and go higher? We go deeper and we go higher. We go deeper in the Word of God and we go higher. I give two examples. Elisha. When he was working with his um, as servants, Okay, the story actually goes like, the servants want to go and cut tree because they, they want to build. They asked Elisha to go with them. Elisha said, yes, I will go. Wherever you are going, take God with you. Amen. When they were cutting trees, they borrowed axe. Axe is made of metal. And the axe fell in the water. By law of nature, what happened? It sink. It goes down. Metal don't float in non water. And they were crying. What should I do? We borrow it. They can't go. They can't find it in water, right? You have to go inside water. But Elijah said, Where is the uh, axe head, the metal? They said, It's around here, but we can't find it. Elijah took a wood. It doesn't make sense, guys. When you are working in the spirit, you do something that doesn't make sense. He took a piece of wood and threw it on the water. The law of nature, the water, the the piece of wood will float. Amen? It's, It's a law. You put a piece of wood on water, it floats. Metal goes down. But when God comes into your situation, the law of nature is reversed. That piece of wood went under the water. The piece of wood received anointing from God. It's supposed to float. It didn't float. It went down. The anointing was passed to that metal head. What happened to that metal head? It got lifted up. When you go deeper, you get lifted up. I know what people say about you. I know the impression you have about you. Focus on God. And witness the goodness of God. The fullness of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to the last slide. I'm going to make altar call now. Altar call. There are some people that want to witness the goodness of God. I know you say you have the goodness of God already. Yeah, somebody is saying that I have goodness of God. But you can go higher. You can go higher. I have a question for you, children of God. Is Bible the word of God? Uh, this Bible, the Bible is the word of God? Is it a storybook or a living word of God? God bless you. Some people say Bible is a storybook. Yeah, there's a lot of stories in the Bible. Some people call Bible history book. That is wrong. Bible is not history book. There's a lot of story in the Bible. But some people also said... The Bible is a living word of God. I want to tell you this. When you take the Bible and you read the letter, and just the letter, it looks like a story. But when you apply those letters to a life situation and you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you, you will discover that the Bible you are reading is not just a letter. It's a living word of God. The letter kills, but the Holy Spirit delivers us. Let's go, I, I, I'm doing altar call right now. If you want to speak to your situation, I, I, we are going to do this together. I want you to come forward. Yes, if you have been having problem, um, you have not been fruitful. You are not fruitful. You put in all your best, but you don't know what is going on, and you want to be fruitful. I want to pray with you today. Can we rise up on our feet, please? Let's open to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. 7 to 10. And let's have our holy communion ready. We are going to speak. Please don't don't be afraid to come forward, please. This is serious. Yeah, come forward. Yeah. Come forward, come forward. I'm going to pray with you. They're going to speak to your situation. Come forward, come forward, come forward. Come with your Holy Communion, yeah. God was with prophet Ezekiel. And this is what he said, Ezekiel. In in a vision, God took Ezekiel to the valley of dry They were dry. The Bible said they were very dry. We have dry bone and we have very dry bone. Maybe your situation looks so dry or very, very dry. We are going to follow the instruction of God this morning. And God asked Prophet Ezekiel He said, Can this dry bone Come together again? Can they have life? Ezekiel looked at it and said, oh, "In this heart, it's not possible." But Ezekiel was wise enough that he was speaking with the Most High God. Ezekiel said, "Only you, God, knows." And God asked Ezekiel to prophesy, speak to those poor So I prophesied as I was commanded by God. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise and rattling sound. The bones started coming together. Okay. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Next verse. I look, and tendon and flesh appear on them, and skin covered them. The dry bone came together, they grew tendon, and the skin covered them. But there was no bread in them. Verse 9. Then he said to me, God spoke to Ezekiel again. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, Son of Man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, bread, from the four wind and bread into this land that they may live. Amen. We are going to prophesy. To every situation that we are going through. Whatever you are going through. I want you to prophesy now. In the name of Jesus. Yes somebody looking for the fruit of the womb. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. That you will receive it. In Jesus name. Not by my power. Not by my strength. But by the power of the most high God. Through Christ Jesus. You will receive it in Jesus name. Somebody is looking for a good job. Yes you are looking for a good job. I pray that ways and doors will open for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak to your situation and start speaking now. Individual, I want you to keep speaking. In the name of Jesus Christ. Speak to it, speak to it. Let the dry bone come together and it will be dry no more. Your dry bone is the problem you are going through. Your marriage is being scattered. But speak to it now. So that whatever is the the bone, everything that is scattering in your marriage will come together. Everything will come together for the good of God and you will give God glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, your children come before you. You know what they are going through. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I speak to their life right now. Whatever is strong, it shall shall continue to come right in the name of Jesus Christ. There's somebody that, in fact, a few people, you have a problem with mortgage. You don't know what to do. I pray for wisdom of God over you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will not give up. You will not go bankrupt. You will not sell your house. In the name of Jesus, wisdom of God come upon you right now in Jesus' name. Continue to speak to your situation. Continue to speak in jesus name we pray amen keep speaking to your situation keep speaking and the god almighty will answer you amen
1: hallelujah what a treat thank you thank you thank you pastor Woolley. today i just You really brought Jesus alive to us and what touched my heart the most was that while Jesus is fasting and praying and so close to God Satan came to him that just tells us that we have to be on guard at all times on guard at all times and even little Jade while she was singing said oh I would hate to be one of those people that has to go out in front of the IN FRONT OF THE WARRIORS WHILE THEY'RE MARCHING, I'D PROBABLY GET KILLED. BUT DO YOU KNOW THAT STORY IS NOT ONLY TRUE IN THE BIBLE, IT'S TRUE IN MODERN DAY. DID YOU KNOW THAT THE ETHIOPIAN ARMY WITH THE the CHEST OF THE COVENANT AND THE SINGERS IN THE EARLY 1900S DEFEATED THE ITALIAN ARMY WITH JUST SPEARS AND SINGING AND SPEARS and worshiping before God. So if we, I, need a breakthrough today, just continue to stay in Jesus as Pastor Woolley talked and worship.
2: Hallelujah. You know, we all have a testimony, the goodness of God. It was the goodness of God that really led me to repentance. When I really realized what God had done for me when he sent his precious son Jesus to die on the cross, to shed his precious blood, to wash away my sins. He was dead, buried, and rose again so that we too can rise in newness of life. We have a message to take to the nations, to the world, to our community, and we can do it in the name of Jesus, in the anointing and his power in the precious Holy Spirit we can go. Windsor Christian Fellowship.
1: Now we have a new format.
2: Yeah, so she's gonna teach you that new, new okay. format.
1: All right, Larry's going to
2: say? Windsor Christian Fellowship.
1: And we're going to say?
2: No, I'm not done yet.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh sorry.
2: Windsor Christian Fellowship, you've been equipped
1: we are going to say we will go and be the church.
2: Okay, right. we're going to have a practice run, then we're going to do it. Okay, <laughs> Windsor Christian Fellowship, you have been equipped.
1: We will go and be the church. Not okay, bad. Not
2: okay, bad. Now, now we're really going to give it our all. <laughs> okay, Windsor Christian Fellowship, you have been equipped.
1: We will go and be the church.